Welcome back to Love and Life and Legacy and the podcast, the podcast dedicated to helping you navigate these hypersexualized times of ours. And everybody, this is an exciting day. Like I mentioned in a previous episode, we are expanding. We are slowly taking over the world. It is an exciting time to be a part of High Noon. And part of this expansion are chapter leaders. And I have our very first interview with a chapter leader. His name is Jude Cedric Montefar. He is from the Philippines, where we are setting up shop. He is an amazing dude who has a lot of depth in this interview. He really kind of exposes himself, reveals himself for you. Um, but basically, if you could imagine, we have been running around the world just trying to start fires wherever he could in the hearts of anybody who would listen. And it's been a frantic, amazing, beautiful, chaotic process. But now we're at the stage where we really want to plant our flag in the ground and say, this is land that will be taken care of. And we can only do that if we have qualified and amazing individuals representing us. And so we have chapter leaders, like I said, in Latin America and Europe, but also in Philippines. So this is our Filipino chapter leader. He's an amazing dude. He has an amazing story as well about how High Noon came into his life and the impact that it made. And now the impact that he wants to pay forward to all the people in this beautiful country that we've been exploring. It's such a nice place. Oh my goodness. So let's get into it with Filipino superstar Jude Cedric Montefiore. All right, everybody. We're here. We're in a hotel room. Not for anything weird, because we are in Philippines. And Sammy and I have been working with somebody very special to get something started in this country. And his name is Jude. And we have him right here, live. This whole chapter thing is kind of bananas. We went from concept to execution very quickly. And Philippines is weird because in our other chapters, if you think about them, there's Japan, there's Korea, there's Latin America, all of Latin America, and then there's all of Europe. And then there's Philippines, which is how many, how many islands? Last time I checked, it's 7,000 plus. 7,000 plus. How many languages? 130 plus. Yeah. So it's this wild place that um, we just toured a little bit. Manila, a place called Iloilo, which Uncle Dave calls Loi Loi or something. <laughs> He's not great with names. And now we're in Cebu, right? And we had a few events. But as of tomorrow, high noon... Uncle Dave, Emmitsway, Sammy, and myself are all leaving. And Jude is now going to be crying. The king. I'm the king. Oh, yeah, the king <laughs> of Philippines, uh, of High Noon. And so, first of all, welcome, Jude. Yeah. And great to be here, finally. Long-time listener, first-time speaker. Imagine. <laughs> guest. Yeah. Uh, and... You, how did the, what was the first time you heard about Hainun? 
it was in the pandemic of I, I'm thinking back it was you were the speaker and most of the be people there were from Bohol and I've always thought of high new as as a you know a step up to pure love but never really got deeper in that so that was 2020 or 2019 around that time mm. wild time so it was at a webinar yeah, you know, it's crazy. Somebody yesterday showed me a picture uh, and they were the MCs. The two MCs of that event came up and they're like, remember these, Kuya? And I was like, no. But then I thought for a second, I was like, oh my God, I totally remember that. I had forgotten about that whole event. I was in Bali at the time. And then I gave that because somebody asked me, I was like, yeah, happy to. But I, we kind of, you just do stuff and then you just keep moving on and forget. And then um, that was your intro. Which is wild to high noon, right? Mm -hmm. So then, so then after that webinar, you were perfected. I want to say that, but <laughs> after that, I always had high noon in the back of my mind, haunting you. Mm, sort of, <laughs> sort of haunting. You know, Andrew's voice. You shouldn't watch board. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> but um, at that moment, it's like. Uh, it's just a webinar it's just a one time thing and I thought of Heinen I mean I knew of Heinen at the back of my mind but it never appeared to me that I'll be committing myself to Heinen and at this degree uh, being a chapter leader here in the Philippines it's kind of crazy it's very crazy we're gonna get into so wait you were just, you were like doing YSP or something yeah. in the pandemic. You were still YSP, which is, mm -hmm. okay. And so you're like a young leader mm -hmm. and you try to help other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And first of all, everybody, important context. Mm -hmm. Philippines is a young church. All the leaders are young. All the members are like, they just recently joined. We did a workshop yesterday with a bunch of people and they're all, young and fired up about your parents and it's like it's very abnormal in a very good way it's uh very alive it just feels very alive and so jude was a youth leader in a youthful organization a big shot with fancy fluffy hair huh. and you know a speaker and then he hears high noon and then he's like oh crap i'm not perfect and then what's your takeaway like you're a leader, and then you hear about porn, and then what what do you walk away with? Just the sense of, oh, that was interesting, but I, I, I have stuff to do kind of thing? It's a part of me, a part of the experience is like that. It's more so on, oh, Hainun talks about pornography. You've never heard of that here in the Philippines. I mean, some department of the church doesn't even talk about that. So it's, it's quite interesting for me at that time. But another part of it was, oh, they're from America. Uh, I'm probably never going to afraid of them. I'm never going to be working with them ever again. And I'm never going to, uh, you know, have this follow-up ever again. So it's like, oh, they're interesting. But yeah, they're so, it's, it's an American-based group. And Philippines is far from America, so it's like interesting, but uh, I'm I'm kind of detached from it. Hmm. So 
you're a safe distance away from us. Mm -hmm. I don't have to do anything. Uh, okay, so then you heard about us, and then we left you alone because you know you were just in Philippines. We were everywhere else other than the Philippines. Mm -hmm. But then last year, you kind of got roped into our world. Yeah, yeah. tell us about that. So, context: High Noon. That was their second time coming, right? Um, I think two years ago, uh. Sammy came with Jess Sattinger and the Wolfenburgers, did a tour, and they were doing a Southeast Asia tour. And then last year, Sammy came with Seiji and the Wolfenburgers for a round two. And then how did you find yourself involved? Um, to make short, my leader called me and they said, we have some foreigners coming here. You, you better get prepared. <laughs> and I was like, okay, which, what, what foreigner is it? GPA again, CIG, and he said it was high noon, and I'm like, whoa, high noon, and flashback to years when I heard the lecture, okay, and it was, I think it was really the perfect time, because at that time, I was getting deep into my uh, addiction with, uh, with, you know, immorality with sex with pornography and masturbating and at that time i'm feeling so low about myself and i couldn't tell anybody because it's like what you said i i was a speaker i was a young leader a youth leader and then somehow god made this thing possible i got a call from my leader said please take care of honeymoon and I remember the first uh, venue uh, I heard I heard the high noon talk. It was at a school here in the Philippines, a church-owned school, IPLC, and Sammy was talking about living a double life, and it it's like a, an arrow through the heart. It's like, oh, it's me. I thought I was the only one, and it's kind of the moment was kind of liberating. And also, kind of, it hurts because it's me. But it also liberated me because I'm not the only one. And I still have a chance because in my perspective at that time, I was so down uh, of thinking my self-pity, in self-pity that I was thinking, okay, I'm not going to have a good blessing. Should I go to, through the blessing? Should I tell my match about my problem with pornography, etc., etc.? But when I heard the talks about hanging about four four times because we toured <laughs> for venues, it every time it really hit me right through the heart, not just the mind. And one thing that really uh, was embedded in me was not only Sammy's talk about his addiction, his life, uh, his double life, but also Uncle David and Aunt Mitsue's talk about the couples, that we can have a relationship that really is a radiant blessing, that we're very open to each other, and that became so attractive to me that I really want to get into a life that has no shadows 
And I've been volunteering for Hainu ever since, like following up with the workshops and uh, attending Ascend and connecting with Sammy a lot and also Uncle Dave. And yeah, that's basically how it started. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that happens a lot. People get roped in. <laughs> Luke Higuchi in America, he similar. Uh, a lot of people don't come into Hainun through the front door. Like a doctor's office, like, I'm here, help me. They kind of are like a Uber Eats person, right? They come in to, for another reason, and then they end up getting roped in. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, so you were exposed to these new ideas. You could see yourself. Mm-hmm. And then you were telling me that, you know, this was a pivotal time because you were going through the matching process. Mm-hmm. And so help me get through that because you, you gave your testimony. First time this weekend, everybody, he gave his testimony once in Iluilu, which is this beautiful island. And then yesterday in Cebu, another beautiful island, he gave his testimony as a Filipino in front of all of his country men and women. Um, so get into that. Like, what? How, how did Hainun help you with your matching and blessing? Uh, before, before I even uh, got into the church, into the movement, I already had this problem, and not to blame anybody, but I kind of got this problem from my dad, from my parents of all people. She used to watch pornography when I was in the room. What? And Just like in the living room? Yeah. Yeah. Like real porn videos? Yeah. Okay. Like hardcore ones. I remember, I'm not explicit, I'm, I remember when I was around six years old and she put on the videotape and she started watching it in uh, in the living room. And he his attitude, I remember his attitude was like, ah, he doesn't understand anything anyway. But I was like, looking at the things i didn't understand anything but like something was embedded to me at that time and then as i grew older oh it's it's something that's really how to say invigorating or pretty caught my attention or yeah yeah but to make sure it really got deeper and deeper as i grew older and Going into the church, I always look at it as, okay, when I join the church, everything's going to go away. I'm going to be so clean because there's pure love. I'm going to stay at the center. My leader's going to help me through with this. And then it didn't really happen. Then I got into fundraising. I said, okay, if I reached 5,000 peso, 6,000 peso in one day, I'll be liberated from all sexual spirits that are in my body, that uh, all the addiction will be gone, and I won't have this desire anymore. And that didn't happen too. And then I went with the same. Um, if I had three spiritual children successfully, I'll get rid of my addiction. That didn't happen too. And the final straw and like my low point was Okay, when I get matched, and it'll go away. But as I figured out, two weeks into the matching, I was back at it again. So it was like, 
it was like a fifth an epiphany that I'm never gonna get over this. Uh, I'll be blessed and I'm watching porn. I'll get kids and I'm watching porn. There was a lot of resentment toward toward yeah toward myself and toward my 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 parents. Well, how could they let me do this? But also toward my toward the, my leaders, my past leaders. So how could they let me be like this? It, it doesn't make sense why I had the resentment because I never told them my problem. But at that time, I was deep with, with resentment, with the addiction, and I almost gave up on the blessing, to be honest. And then honeymoon came. It's not like a magic, yeah, I'm clean, but it was a long and I would say painful experience uh, at... I was, like I said, I was with High Noon in the tour and then I joined Ascend and I think it's on the third or second week of Ascend that I we would have to tell somebody close to us about our addiction and I I was very scared but the first person that came into my mind was my match. She was the one, if she doesn't, in my mind, if she doesn't understand me then no leader can, nobody can. Because it's quite easy for me to say to Sammy, to Uncle Day that I have a porn addiction because they'll go to America <laughs> and then they'll never contact me again, etc. But somebody who knows me well for I'll be spending my whole life with and in, even in the spirit world. It's very nerve-wracking. So I, I, I'm... I've, to be honest, at that time, I feel like I was going to die, really, because in the back of my head, if she rejected me because of my porn addiction, I won't only feel rejected and feel bad by being rejected, but I'll also, she'll also spread out all the all my addiction to the leaders, to other youth members like this. So there was, I was feeling really scared because of that danger. But I talked to it with Sammy and he said, if I was going to the blessing with that, it's like I'm tricking her. And one way to get rid of this is finally shed some light to it, remove the shadows. So I told her it was painful I mean, a liberating, but at the same time, painful experience. It's like, I don't want to even show my face. I was covering my face while I'm telling that to her. She didn't talk to me for a few days, for maybe three days, because it was a lot for her to take in. She had some doubts that I was only joking with her, that maybe this isn't real. But I saw, I told her it's it's my baggage, and after three days, she said, "Okay, let's get through with this. Uh, I'm gonna help you." And that moment, it was so so liberating. And thinking back now, I'm I got blessed this May. Thinking back now, if I never told her that I had this problem, we would never have this beautiful uh, blessing that we had.
I mean, I could tell her about anything. I could fart in on her face, and she 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 would laugh it off. She would often sometimes make me when she's really sweaty. She would put her armpit on my face, and I'm like, ah. but but that sense it might be funny, but that's like if I didn't tell her uh, that moment, we won't have these types of moments where we're really open with each other. And of course, you know, it's not perfect. I'm not perfect yet, but getting that love, love from her, getting that love from Hainu really makes this type of blessing more successful than, than, you know, if I didn't tell her. So sorry, that's a bit of a long story. <laughs> no, that's what we're here for. But one second. All right, sorry everybody. We took a short break because as I cried, the toilet paper came. <laughs> Got a toilet paper delivery to our room and water. <laughs> so, uh, that's that's an incredible story. Uh, and what what I was wondering what about your wife during those three days? Did she ever tell you what she was going through in those three days when he told her this heavy news and then? She sat with it. What was she? What was going through her head and her heart during that time? Well, honestly, she thought of rejecting me. She shared these things with her sister, uh, but um, her sister is her spiritual parent. By the way, it's like her able. And she said that she was thinking of rejecting, but at the same time, she looks at the good in people. And then it's like she felt betrayed. The first couple of days she felt betrayed. And she felt like, oh, I got scammed. I thought I was getting this big, beautiful brother, BVB, big, beautiful brother who lectures and leader, but then he has his problem. But a couple of days she told me that, she told me that, oh, that was a wrong thinking. She said, that was the wrong thinking. Uh, she actually apologized on when we talked. And on like the last few hours of the third day when she finally is, uh, she finally is, um, what's this? Wanting to talk to me. She, I remember this very clearly. She told me, uh, page three, two uh, mothers autobiography. It's page one, 23. It's where it's a story of Trumado Thor told this story about a, a Japanese woman who, who woman who had this Korean husband and the husband has been has been having seizures. Uh, he's been fired at work and the woman was like, oh, I, I have to break this blessing. I'm not happy anymore. I, we're not going to have children. And then she went to Chongpyong and she was praying for God to let her break this blessing. And then God told the sister, oh, thank you so much. I mean, I don't know the exact words, but it's, it's written in the book. You can, you guys can check it out. It's in the book, like, thank you so much for your endurance. But your husband is my son. Can you take care of my son in behalf of me? And 
the sister cried loud and I remember the my my wife also had this feeling that it was for her that I'm not just a person who who is very sinful who made mistakes but I'm God's son and God is asking her to take care of me to get through the problems with me and really that that really helped a lot in really engaging more that like I felt so much grace that's what I what I felt I felt so much grace I didn't deserve to I at that time I did I felt that I didn't deserve to be forgiven I feel that I'm like the worst person but at that time I feel that God's love was given to me God's grace was given to me through her so yeah that that was the whole experience mm. Wow. What page was that again? 123. So check out page 123 in True Mother's Autobiography, everybody. That's your homework. Uh, so now you found yourself as a hidden chat to read. Mm -hmm. um, you know, to be honest, when for the past year, Uncle David has been saying the word Jude, 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 Jude. I never knew you or anything. I just knew your name. Like, who is this Jude kid? Because he kept on saying, well, Jude said this. Jude did this. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, and you were on Hyman's radar. <laughs> and you accepted being chapter leader. And what's cool, again, guys, is that out here, leadership is pretty tight. I, in many countries, there's headquarters and then there's UPF and there's Women's Fed and all that. And they're all almost competitors to one another for resources and for time and attention. So they're not always cooperative. But out here, his boss at the time uh, basically offered him to us. And he said, yeah, you guys can have him, which is strange. We, we just met with that leader. His name is Renee. Uh, a few days ago and we said thank you and we also said this is not normal and he said well it's actually great because it helps him become a leader and you know he's into leadership training so um, not usual a lot of times people are very protective of their employees or their staff or whatever and but instead he is very generous and kind and so you got offered to us as as the potential chapter leader and you accept it so when you were given the opportunity where you are 100 yes there's like the high noon boat and you just jumped head first without even thinking about gravity or were you scared and you're crapping your pants and and you were really worried or were you just didn't want to because it sounded like hard work like when when the opportunity came up what what did you feel? Well, it's a little bit of both. I'm like, I want to jump, jump in the boat while crapping my pants. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta sink the boat, man. But um, at that time, I was working with United, you know, United Airlines, and maybe three months before the tour, when Sir and Emily we meet with Sammy about the tour. Uh, Serene told me that Hyman will be coming here at September again. And on my mind, this was, it was like very instantaneous that, okay, 
My job won't let me leave for seven days. So I'm going to quit. <laughs> and maybe things will work out along the way. Uh, get a baby, get a new job, and etc. But at that time, I actually, uh, while working in United, I actually uh, kind of had this heart to message Uncle Dave of all people all of a sudden. Because at that time, I was working five days and I stayed at the office for five days and I wasn't really uh, contacting my wife. My my, I, This was fresh off the blessing. I wasn't really contacting my wife and uh, we had this issue that I was putting too much time on my work and not enough time on my relationship. In my mind, it was like, okay, I'm doing this because I need money for my wife. I need stuff for my future family. But it was really putting a strain on our relationship. So I contacted un Uncle Dave for some advice. I said, Uncle Dave, this is our situation. Uh, am I doing the right thing? Or am I, or am I too focused on this? I'm worrying about on this element. And then Uncle Dave gave me like the best advice according on, according to his experience. And uh, somewhere along the way, he suddenly offered me the job of look, because he mentioned he was looking at potential leaders for Southeast Asia, especially in the Philippines. I was offered a job. I didn't say yes uh, instantly. I said, I have to tell my leader, Sir Rene, I have to tell my wife, and I have to pray about it if this is the right move. Because if everything, if I, I've, I've been living comfortably and getting good salary for my job and everything, if I leave that behind and get stressed with all the church work again, it's like another world of stress. So I talked with my wife and she, her number one concern is, is what will the leaders think of your testimony? How will others react? Because he had a, she had a hard time accept, accept, accepting it, but how will others feel? So basically how will your leaders and members and everybody think about you when they find out that you are a porn maniac and masturbating monster. Oh, well, that's <laughs> PMNMM, MNM. But yeah, she would, that was her main concern. She was thinking about the, the, the image of me. If people will think that I, I'm, if I'm going to share my testimony, it'll be, uh, I'll get scrutinized or people will think of me like a person who's dirty with blah, blah, blah. And I told her that there are a lot of people who are like me in our movement. And if they don't know that there are, there is a person who's, who was in that position and now got out of it, how can they ever feel liberated? Or she understood right away. She understood that right away that I, I wanna get on board with high noon. The second part is uh, my leader, and he was really encouraging. <laughs> he said, "He said, 
if how how to do his accent if Hainun offers you this job grab it grab it if they offer you no no salary you let your wife decide I left your wife work <laughs> so that was like very encouraging I was like oh, okay so so he was really a go 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 it was his, I think it was like the Holy Spirit but he was really on board with it so I got con and I prayed and I prayed and um my the answer I got from the prayer is you have to be you have to live a life without shadows and living a life without shadows also letting others to live a life without shadows and I can do that with high noon so it was like I know it's gonna be a big effort again because I'm not I've done so much stress with YSP and there's another thing how you knew we starting out I have to do everything and not everything but I have to start from the bottom again but not really from the bottom but pioneering in the Philippines high noon so it's gonna be a really big stress so it's like part of me is hesitating but a part of me is go 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 but in the end really I the good in me won because to be honest I owe this blessing, this happy relationship with me and my wife to High Noon. Without High Noon really giving me or encouraging me to tell what's the truth and giving me the courage to be honest, I would never have this. So it's like me giving back to High Noon and also giving back to other people. So that was the main motivator. And yeah, money is also good. <laughs> yeah got it so now that you got the job because you got the job you got the job everybody happy to bring it uh you were starting we just had a meeting about what the next three months are going to look like um you're starting up high noon essentially in southeast asia mm -hmm. represented by one country but this could be a model that can spread mm-hmm uh what are you really hopeful for in, in terms of like what what you see happening here in the philippines through high noon what can high noon do for these people so what i mean my vision in the philippines with high noon is really cultivating this culture i got in the church 2017 and it was always the same thing with pornography and sex. It was always, oh, don't talk about it. Okay, if I confess, just don't do it again. It, it kind of made me go quiet about, about my problem. And it, does not, it didn't only make me quiet about my problem, but it made me quiet about sharing other things like if I'm going to disappoint my leader, if I'm going to hurt other people's feelings, and if I'm going to uh, burden other people. And it made me like a coward. It made me felt that I didn't deserve grace. It made me feel like I'm a person without integrity. And what I have vision for 
in the Philippines is really turning that around is having young people who goes to the blessing, having great marriage, having great sex in their marriage, and having this culture of being 100% honest and being 100% supportive of one another. That's the vision that I have here in the Philippines of really having this, our church, I mean, enriching our church with that type of culture, not only on in the side of hearing or addressing the problem with pornography, but also really enriching to the blessed, uh, the blessed marriage or, or the relationship to become more radiant. Uh, we have this, we coin this, the radiant blessings, to really have that radiant blessings. Because a lot of, a lot of matches here in the Philippines are good, but what, what about the people that has this problem? What about the people who feels like they're not worthy enough to receive the blessing and that could really potentially ruin their experience in the future? So what I have again, <laughs> the vision I have for the Philippines and the whole Southeast Asia is people who really are, really are having this rich, um, open, honest, and supportive culture that Hyman brings. So that's that's what I, what I have in mind for Philippines and the whole Southeast Asia. It's gonna be busy, everybody. Oof. Just thinking about it makes me cry. <laughs> we have a lot of time to do that. So okay. Um, so any last words, like, you know, we're here in Philippines, we're going to be gone. And it's sometimes what's crazy is after something like this, you're like, did it even happen? I've been to places that I don't know if it was just a dream or not. I could really check. Was I really there? You know, it all goes away so quickly. So mm -hmm. this is the beginning of your relationship with being a leader in high noon mm -hmm. and you're about to embark on this wild journey. So if you could imagine yourself in like two, three, four years, um, what, you know, what, <laughs> what are you most looking forward to in terms of like achievement and in terms of like, uh, you know, one thing that I realized in the past maybe five months, five months or so, is that at this point in history, there's absolutely no limitations. All of the ceilings have been removed. And even in High Noon, we've evolved so much uh, to where it was really just barely getting by in terms of we don't know what's around the corner and we're always just fighting. But now we're much more in the settlement era when we're thinking far ahead and it's such a joy and we're we're having fun in the process. So we get to do meaningful work and we get to have fun. You know what I mean? And this is like a deep, not just like a 
small realization, but this is like a categorical shift in my understanding of the what I get to do in my life. It's like this guy, we get to have it all. We get to really create heaven on earth. So long as we're willing to put in the work. And we're doing that within our relationship. So you get to have a heavenly marriage. Like that's not only a request from our religion, but that's what's spiritually available to us is you can have the marriage and the family of your dreams. But also with High Noon is like you can impact the lives of millions of people and change the course of so many people's lives from one where they're just like a slave to their addictions to one where they're also able to now have a marriage of their dreams, right? So if you could, you're on the precipice of really getting started because we're leaving. Like I said, we're leaving mm-hmm. tomorrow and the journey really begins. So there's one way that you can interpret that of like, oh crap, here we go. Now I got all this stress and blah, blah, blah. Or you can see it like an adventure, right? So if it was an adventure, like what are you, what are you really excited about in this adventure over the next period of time that high noon is the focus of your life because nobody knows how long you know you're going to do something but let's just say you're going to do this for years like what what are you excited to build and to see happen well you know when uh i recently got into watching lord of the rings <laughs> and i i i see that the most exciting part of the journey is like when they're battling the dragons, fighting uh, those be- beasts, and uh, at a tough time. So I'm looking. I, I'm thinking that the most excited part, exciting part of the journey, will be those dragons. Will be those challenges. I'm I'm thinking that it'll not always become smooth, but besting those dragons. Uh, really having those victories will be the pivotal point of this journey with high noon but looking at it in like in sports specifically in the in my vision the best I mean the best thing that people are, are the best thing that people can have are I mean, they could say, they could say is when they went to being at sim- at the similar point that I was being at, they, they are hating themselves, uh, they're unsure of the blessing, they have doubts with them, and then going from that lower lowest point of their life, so having a happy, uh, exciting, happy marriage, even if we we have five of those and say that high noon helped us to get from our lows to our greatest highs, that'll be a big victory in my point of view, doing this, if we're going to have a time of one year, that will be a really, really big help, really, really big victory. And I'm thinking that that's the dragons. Those lowest times where you feel like dark, when you feel you're at the lowest that nobody loves you, to getting that journey of ha- being blessed, being married with a with a happy family life, those are the victories that I'm looking forward to. 
because that's what I had. That's what Hyman gave me. So I want to like give all of that to our members, give that happiness and give that hope that I did it. You could also did it, do it. I mean, so that's one of the biggest victories that I can see or one of the biggest victory indicators that I, that I have in mind with doing this mission or this, yeah, this mission with High Noon being a chapter leader because helping those people who are at the lowest and getting them a happy married life. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, you'll be able to. You just keep at it. So it's kind of, we put in the work, obviously, but the magic is in the process that God's already got this system and we're just following in the footsteps of true parents, right? And which basically, true parents' job was to take a bunch of zoned out people walking in circles, dying, just dying in the wilderness and giving them direction and saying, go on. And then just shouting, this way, this way. Uh, a lot of people along the way are like, oh, I don't believe you anymore, and they disappeared, mm. right? But it's the same with, you know, every step of the way, if you're investing in your sexual integrity and in your marriage, that feeds into your work with High Noon, and that gets multiplied. And the more that you invest into other people, then it also feeds your marriage. It's reciprocity. And so High Noon saved each and every one of us. And, uh, so... Yeah, best of luck to you, everybody out there. Don't forget to pray for Jude. This yeah. Poor little man. <laughs> I'm five, six. Five, six. Same size as Tom Cruise, right? Yeah. God bless you, Tom Cruise. Oof. Uh, and he's got similar hair as Tom Cruise, I gotta say. And I cut but hair, maybe. I don't think that he can do the same stunts yet. Yeah, I can't fly a helicopter. Working, working on that. So... Anyway, thank you, Jude. Um, if you guys want to know anything, if you're in the region, if you're in Southeast Asia, reach out to Jude. Um, if you're in the Philippines, especially, we're going to be setting up programs here. So online, we're going to be doing Ascend here, starting with men. This quarter, we're going to be starting. We're going to be doing, we have a fall challenge. A lot of Filipinos are going to be joining that. If you want any resources in Philippine languages, just ask us and we don't know that we can help you, but we'll try. And follow me and I'll translate for you. Yeah. He's going to get his own high noon email address. He's going to be totally official. So please reach out to him. Let him know. And Pierre, I know you're listening. Your wife should reach out to him and give him that Filipino love. Yeah. So uh, anyway, any last words before we take off? Uh, thank you so much, Ilo, Ilo and Cebu. Love the energy, love the honesty, and love the hearts that you shared. I'll be remembering all your faces. I'll be praying for all your faces. And remember, please, please don't ignore me when I email you. <laughs> we'll gather this together. Yeah. And Jade, now you're listening. Uh, good job. Yeah, and shout out, shout out. She asked for a shout out, right? Yeah. Go, Jade. Woo. Yeah, the super listener. We had one young lady out there who listens to our podcast regularly and she takes notes and the home screen screenshot is of the notes that she took from our podcast. So I was a super listener. She wanted a shout out. You're amazing. You're bright. Uh, you're going to grow up to be an amazing wife and mom and everything. So yeah. Thank you, Jude. 
Thank you, Philippines. Thank you, all the smiles. Uh, you said you're going to pray for all those faces, so there's going to be a lot of blessed faces out there. <laughs> yeah. So good luck with that. See you guys next week. Music. Yeah, music. that's our music. <laughs> <laughs>